Welcome to the Present Fathers Podcast. This is the show that focuses on climbing the mountain of fatherhood together. We believe that dads matter. That's why this show is for you. So gear up, dads. Get ready. It's time to start climbing. Welcome to another episode of the Present Fathers Podcast. This is a very special episode because it marks our second year as a podcast. It's our one-year anniversary. And uh, today we are in studio. I'm with Alex Jordan and his wife, Tracy. And uh, I'm super thrilled to invite Alex and Tracy to share their story. Um, it's going to be really good. You're going to gain a lot of value out of this. And uh, yeah, so this is actually take two. We had a, a couple of <laughs> issues the first time around, but we're going to be Gumby, as we love to say in the military, and uh, we're going to drive on. So first, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, yeah man. I'm, uh, so just a little backstory. I've known Tracy for about a decade, um, and through her, obviously, we've got to to meet Alex and, uh, Alex has a very incredible story of, uh, you know, obviously military service, lots of trials, but, um, overcoming those challenges, uh, you know, PTSD and lots of other things. And so we're going to get into that. Alex, I appreciate upfront your willingness to do this, your courage to share your story and, uh, you know, pay it forward in a sense from, from what you've learned and what you've benefited from and passing it on to dads and, and men out there. So, um, let's, kick it off with a little bit of how long you've been married, how many kids between the two of you, because I know there's a, there's a lot of them running around. <laughs> yes, there are. Quite a few. Tracy, you want to kick this one off? Um, we got married about a year and a half ago. I guess it'll be two years in October. Mm-hmm. We have a blended family, so he's got two kids, a 17-year-old, 16 and 15-year-old, mm-hmm. two kids. And um, I've got three, uh, 17, 15 and 12 yesterday. She turned 12 yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've got a house full of kids. Um, Aiden, my middle son, he's on the autism spectrum. So that's a fun component. <laughs> That'll be part two. Yeah. We'll, we'll have we'll to talk do about another one. <laughs> parenting with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's different, but it's, it's fun. He keeps us on our toes. Yes. Which is actually the reason. So normally we say good evening. Uh, today is actually today because yeah. we're working around the scheduling for your son. So, yep. um, just to give a little insight to that, but yeah, so whole, you got a whole, you know, squad of kids running around, keeping you busy. Yep. And on top of that one with a lot of extra needs. Yep. Um, so that's where you are today. And can you guys just at a high level kind of talk about before you went to treatment and before you've done this, mm-hmm. what was kind of the state of your marriage and your relationship with the kids? Cause I, so Alex, why don't you start on yeah. that front? And then Trace, I'd like to get your perspective too. Cause I think that'll level set for people how drastically different it is now. So, uh, I was a whole lot of energy <laughs> and not, all, uh, not good energy too. <laughs> um, I had a heavy drinking habit. Um, I usually, uh, constructed my day around getting me out. So I would be able to just stop at the bar and have a drink or two or three or four. And, uh, that was a daily routine. I mm-hmm. just, it became, somehow it became my routine and, um, I wasn't present. I wasn't, um, I wasn't a, a good husband or father. I, I, I I was there, but I wasn't um, as good as I could have been. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's where I'm coming off. I I didn't see, and I didn't see a problem. I thought that I was doing okay. Um, I thought I was making it, um, but it 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 it, it, it was affecting our marriage 
in a lot of ways. It was pushing Tracy away. She was isolating herself a lot. Um, not from the kids, but just, you know, uh, emotionally, she was saving herself. Yeah. You know, uh, so, um, and then we got to the point of where um, I asked for, I, I started seeking help. Um, and that was, that was probably what, February? Um, yeah, probably the end of January. I started asking if you would be willing to go to like a resort or something. January of 23. Um, yeah. Yes. There. Yeah. And he, I was like, well, too bad I nominated you for one already, which yeah. was a different program that the one he ended up going to. And that one was more of like a retreat style. It, there was no, there was no drugs involved. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then he. Yeah. And to get that kicked off too, I was, I was sitting home one night, Tracy had a late night at work and, um, I had a buddy of mine and we had, we've gone through deployments together. I've known this guy for 15 years at least. And, um, he called me one night and, you know, he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm like, all right, what are you doing? And, uh, he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go get help, get, get therapy. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool, man. Which one, which one are you thinking about? And, um, he, he broke down. He's like, Hey, uh, you know, I've been talking to one of our buddy, one of our other buddies, uh, who's went to Mexico and he, um, sought treatment down there. And, uh, I was like, okay, okay. Like, uh, I, I knew what he was talking about and I was like, well, man, like, I kind of hope that works for you. And, yeah. uh, and then, uh, I was like, Hey, why don't you send me the information, man? Let me read on it. Let me make sure, you know, you know, I, you're, you're going to be taken care of. And, uh, as I was reading it, um, I was like, wow, this sounds, uh, it sounds really awesome. Like an awesome yeah. program. It was, they had everything lined up from the day you got there till the day you left. Right. Um, so were- we'll get there. I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead too far. Cause <laughs> I want to go back to kind of where you were. Right. Right. And then, and then let's talk about the treatment. So we'll, I'll, I'll summarize very high level for everyone to kind of get into the context of what you were going to unpack. But, um, you know, Alex went through a program that uses Ibogaine and DMT. And so, um, we're not advocating going to the woods and doing a bunch of drugs with your friends or something. This is a medical facility, medical treatment, but it's very targeted, um, for a specific purpose. And so for Alex, it's been a life-changing experience. So we're going to tell that whole story here in a minute, but, uh, let's go back, back let's go back to where you were (laughs) kind of down in the hole, right? Down stuck. Yeah. And so you said you were, you know, kind of in this routine, you were getting closed off. Tracy was obviously kind of protecting herself from, you know, who you were at the time. Um, and I assume your relationships with your kids were also a little bit at an arm's length. So it was, I was keeping, I was keeping everybody at a distance. Yeah. Um, so why was that? Is it, is it PTSD? I, is it childhood stuff? You know, kind of, you know, uh, there, there's a little bit of childhood thrown in there. Um, most of my issues were probably, uh, from my time in the military, I did right. 20 years. Uh, Most of it five is of it, Green Beret, right? Yeah, five of it, um, uh, regular army, and then, uh, or 13 of it, regular army, 12 of it in special forces. Um, my childhood, I mean, I had, my parents are great. Um, I, my brother too, uh, I, you know, growing up, we were close in age, me and my brother. So there was a lot of button heads there with my dad. I just don't think he understood that he had a barrel chested freedom fighter on his hands. <laughs> um, 
So we, me and my dad, we butted heads quite a bit growing up. I was uh, very defiant, um, very beat of my own drum. Right. Free spirit. <laughs> so, I mean, very free. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so with that, you know, I, I remember uh, my dad saying, you know, if, 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 if you're going to live under my roof, you're going to live by my rules. I was like, all right, I'm going to join the military then. Right. <laughs> I was like, what's my quickest way out of here? Uh, and I joined the military. Um, so, but to get back to uh, where I was, uh, yeah, with, uh, you know, I got out in 18, 2018. And, you know, I, right there I was, I was going through a lot of depression. Um, I was, you know, dealing with uh, having a failed marriage. Uh, she moved to Nashville. uh with my kids, with our kids. And, um, you know, I had a lot of anger, um, with that. Um, I didn't get to see my kids, but weekends or holidays, uh, it was, it was tough. Um, you know, uh, we, 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 we dealt with it. We worked through it. Um, you know, my, the kids are great. They, uh, they handled it really well. They, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that they saw the the changes in me, and you know, just the not being very healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll say. Um. So. I, I mean, I think he was yeah. operating like nobody knew what was really going on, and I think even right. our kids at the age that they're at now, like we all, you can feel that too. Like yep. you can feel it, you can see it, and I was to a point be- right before he left that. I was just kind of wait. Like, when is this going to implode? Like, I can't. I'm. There's no way I can do this. When you say when he left, left the military, you mean when he left to like get help and stuff. Oh, right. I mean, up until that point, it was just like with the drinking and stuff, and the way he just operated around that, and his days around that, and sometimes I'm like, are you like? Do you think we all like don't see this or right. not like you're fooling anybody? Because you're not like we all. Yeah, and so I mean, you were really. Not to put words in your mouth, you can correct them if I'm wrong, but uh, when we had talked, you know, beforehand, learning about your story, you'd said it even, you had some incidents with the drinking that affect work, right? So, you know, that obviously negatively impacted your career, not just your family. Um, and, you know, th- just through all the deployments and op tempo and everything, you were kind of just stuck, right? Yeah, it and was then, like early 2017. Um, I ended up getting a DUI. Uh, I was on back-to-back deployments and... Um, I was getting ready for another one, and uh, I just went out one night to just let off some steam and mm-hmm. uh, uh, end up getting uh, pulled over for drinking and driving. Um, and that in itself, too, was another, you know, just hit, it sent me spiraling again. Right. Because um, it's not really who you are. No. You're a man of character, and you've lived to a high code for yeah. basically your entire professional career um so it, 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 that was a, a tough one that was really tough yeah. I, had, I had to call tracy that night and let her know um you know it's uh it's humbling right it, it is but you know even at that even getting picked up that i didn't hit my rock bottom then i mean i didn't hit rock bottom for another at least another year maybe even farther yeah no it spiraled off and what, of that. what do you yeah. think the rock bottom really was then uh, I think the rock bottom was really, um, 
when I when I was noticing uh, Tracy just uh, when um, I said I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you you kind of not necessarily an ultimatum, but like things have to change. Yeah. Like a when he, when he in that period, like the DUI and stuff, I ended up putting myself into therapy mm. for the first time in my adulthood. Like I had not done that. Okay. And uh, she kind of helped me like organize my life. Right. Um, and everything that was going on in it, and I just realized. Like, this is not healthy. Yeah. At the time, I was a single mom to these three kids and Aiden with all his needs and stuff. And I was mm -hmm. like, he's just not healthy and I can't, yeah. like, do this right now. Right. So, wake up call. And then, so, how how long between wake up call and you kind of realizing, okay, I, I don't know what it is yet, but I've got to get some kind of help. Was it basically in that moment or did it still take some time? You went through therapy then? Yeah, we went through couples therapy Okay, um, at that time. And, you know, it, it just very difficult to open up. I am. I have a hard time opening up. Um, and then, you know, opening up, trying to open up to someone who was, who had never been in the military. Had right. Never. Um, to the counselor. Put in those yeah. It, yeah. It, it was just, I just. I, I would go there and I would just, I would be there. I would. He showed up. I showed up. Yeah. <laughs> but you just didn't feel like they. No, I didn't. Had enough understanding of kind of who you are and your background and how that plays such a huge role. No. Into, into why you're dealing with things the way you were. Yeah. And um, even I, I did a little bit of therapy while I was in with a, one of the counselors on post and it, it was the same way. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I couldn't. I could get only to surface level opening up gotcha. and I couldn't get, I couldn't open up in the, where, where I, how I really felt. Right. Um, and, and if we can kind of dive in on that a little bit, how you really felt, you you told me, you know, when we first started talking about recording this, that you were at a point where you didn't love yourself. Yeah. I had no love for myself. I, I had bad thoughts about myself. Mm -hmm. um, and was that something that happened later in your you know career or were you that way before the military no i was definitely not that way before the military okay. i was i was always smiling happy mm. kid you know um and it, it was probably the probably the last seven eight years of okay me being in i just uh i just started i got I had too many voices in my head and they're all my voice, but they're just back and forth. And it just, I would get, it would get myself spun up about things that hadn't even happened yet. Uh, I would just, it would just get myself into, I just work myself up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was, it was bad. That was detrimental too. I mean, I, it, it just thoughts of not being good enough. Right. We have you know? a dark joke between us. I always say, tell other Alex to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, it's interesting. You, brought that up because ironically my wife and I saw our counselor yesterday and that was one of her suggestions is for bad behaviors is to kind of make a friendly humorous name for each other for when we're acting that way so that you're not attacking your spouse but your spouse can be like oh I am acting that way I need to right pause but that's it's funny yeah. that you have that because that's actually <laughs> probably yeah. a good thing that you did yeah um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that too right we all have kind of that that inner person or voices telling us you know you can't do it or you're a failure because we've all made mistakes. We've all screwed up. I certainly got a whole list of them myself, um, and, you but know, you were just swirling in them, right? Oh, for sure. And, you know, this is after, you know, I, I look back and I had a, 
through my life, I've had a I've had a really really great life. You know, I've I've done some really cool stuff. Yeah. You know, I can go back to when I was a child. You know, I, Pinewood Derby, man. Me and my dad would made Pinewood Derby cars. Man, my car would win all the time. <laughs> it was great. I mean, that's personal highlight. Yeah. Uh, high school football. You know, my my high school team. We did really well. You know, the whole time. Uh, I think we had maybe two regular season losses. Wow. Out of my whole high school career. Um, you know, joining the military, you know, it's, it was a generational thing. My grandfather had done it, my great-grandfather, my dad, uh, and then myself, you know. So uh, completing basic AIT, earning my EIB, uh, you know, uh, completing ranger school and airborne school, uh, going to selection and being selected, going to the Q course and becoming a, gr- a Green Beret, you know. I've had a really good life and done some really cool stuff yeah. and just still feel like I was, I got, my worth wasn't there. Yeah. Was really tough. And, you know, and to come, like I said, to come from myself, uh, like I just, I didn't care for myself. Mm. <laughs> I had no love for myself. It's hard. You know. So in that moment then, you guys kind of have this, you know, okay, we got to do something. Um and then you, was it a friend's suggestion? Was it through your friend, your battle buddy? Yeah. Who suggested this organization? So, and for context, they've asked to be anonymous uh, for this recording, but it's a charitable organization that works with special operators uh, from every branch to get them the help they need. And there's a various types of services they assist with, right? It's not there just are. the one you went through. But so let's, we can get back to where you were going with it. So your buddy tells you about this. Yeah. Tracy's thinking, hey, it's going to be like, you know, group therapy counseling type stuff. <laughs> Local. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> Tracy's kind of pushing like the traditional methods, right? And then just out of the blue, right? After he mentioned it, you start reading the material yeah. and then what? Oh, well, she got home from work and I was like, hey, uh, James is, uh, he's going to go get treatment. I, he's already got a date. They've already got him set up. I was like, I, I. I really think I could benefit from this. I, it sounds like, you know, so it sounds like the therapy that I need. Right. You know, uh, dealing with myself, it, it'll be 90% of it on me, yeah. you know. Um, and I, I sent her the the website and I was like, what do you think? And she sat there, she read it, and she just looked at me and... <laughs> and He's like, I have a call set up. Will you get on it with me? And I was like, okay. And after, but she internally was like, you're like, I'm gonna was, do it just because you asked me. But yeah, when the lady talked to him and she went through her whole spiel or whatever, I was like, give me the phone. And <laughs> I just was like, just firing off questions. I was, and but just to highlight, like that wasn't because you didn't want Alex to get better. Like it was from a place of no, deep concern. I deeply and wanted him to get better, and that's yeah. where we were. That's where we were at. Like interrelationally, I was like, like you got to get help. Um, right. And we had had that conversation probably a week prior to this, but the span of yeah. him, like, telling me he was interested, it was, like, three days before it was, like, <laughs> everything was getting, like, sent off. He was right. going. The dates were set. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> right. But your <clears throat> your concerns really were, um, you know, head. just, like, whoa, you're going someplace crazy, you know. Safety-wise. Yeah, you were worried about his yeah. safety. and It sounded so bizarre to me. Yeah. You know, I was, like, you're going to Mexico. They're picking you up, driving you across the border. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're going to steal your kidneys. You know, I was, like, just really Right. And so, specifically, this treatment is, it was a five-day or seven-day? Five-day. Five days. It's in Mexico. Um, 
And we're going to go through kind of step by step so everyone kind of gets the whole story. But the, the big ticket item is they use ibogaine. Which is psychedelic treatment. Right. It's the world's strongest psychedelic, right? Very introspective. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like fun. It's like you take it and you're under its effect for like 24 plus hours. It doesn't make you feel good. Um, Definitely not recreation. Yeah. It's not, you're not going to have fun doing it. So it's very targeted purpose, like we said, because you had a big mountain of of trouble, right? Of problems. Uh, you had a lot of stuff in your rucksack, so to speak, and you, you being a Green Beret, it kind of, you know, we, we'll joke about this later, I'm sure. You were like, okay, I need something drastic to like start fi- yes. my question, the pack out. Yeah, my question to him that finally just said, okay, and I had to surrender to it was, why do you feel like this mm. is the treatment that you need? Because in my mind, I'm like, this is bizarre. Right. Um, and he just looked at me, he goes, I am an intense human being. I have very deep stuff. I have to run into the storm. I can't. This is the only way I know how. That's awesome. And I was like, okay. So I think uh, Brandon has a question about the Ibogaine, actually. Yeah, Alex, Tracy, did you, did either one of you have um, like reservations or concerns with with Ibogaine itself? And um, can you maybe go over potential um, side effects that you were possibly worried about, especially being in a different country and you know, just being in a different environment there. I definitely wanted to, when I talked to the lady on the phone, I mean, I was like, what is the supervision of this? Mm. And she, you know, they're hooked up, they're monitored, there's lots of doctors. So, but yeah, I was very concerned about him, his physical, um, like what that was going to do right. to him. His safety, yeah. Yeah, you know, getting on that, you know, with the reservation that Tracy had, it's because, you know, this is a, medical treatment that is done overseas because here in the U.S. it's it's not authorized. All this research that's been was done in the U.S. was, you know, prior to the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, once pharmaceut- big pharmaceutical really took hold and they start pushing all this uh, uh, traditional tra- Western medicine. Yeah, th- this old medicine. Um, out the door and it got moved over overseas, uh, like I said, to, uh, to Mexico and, um, some other smaller countries. So it, it was basically, you know, I don't want to say forgotten about, but it, it was, it, we, we, uh, it's, US it's stigmatized whole, for it, sure. It is because it's a, they, ha- they classify as a class one drug and they call it a drug instead of medicine. There's right. a great book out there right. that I ordered immediately when he said Ibogaine because I had never heard of it before. It's called Ibogaine mm-hmm. Explained, and it really takes you through. It's I read it in one sitting. Yeah, <laughs> like it's and, it explains a and lot. And kind of just to since we're on the topic before we get into the actual your experience going through the treatment, um, to maybe just level set for those who have never even heard of this because I certainly heard, hadn't heard of it until we talked, right? Um, or you were like, Hey, Alex is going, I was like, to do what? And I was Um, terrified when I told you. (laughs) It's so you're, you're part of a clinical study, right? Yes. And, and most of your buddies are also kind of Stanford, Ohio state, a bunch of other, like, you know, legit institutions are really getting into this. It's gaining a lot of traction from very popular people like Dr. Andrew Huberman and other people who are, we're, they're trying to see how you can use targeted applications of plant medicine to heal mental traumas and all that kind of stuff. And it's not just special operators. Right now, you guys are a unique subset. This is why they're honing in on you guys first, I think. <laughs> you guys are the need it the most. <laughs> well, one, yes. So let's let's be very clear. You know, special operators of every branch have, uh, you know, an, a, 
an extremely high operations tempo, op tempo for short, um, deployments, training. Because even when you're not deployed, you're training. You, I mean, you guys are operating at the highest level. So it requires yeah. just this level of uh, work, you know, like a pro athlete. They're yeah. constantly in season. You know, yep. off season is still training. So yep. same thing for you guys. Deployments, really brutal stuff. The the stats are out there. I forget, but I think it's like 5X a, a special operator versus a regular soldier in terms of like, I don't know, PTSD isn't the right word. Just any kind of, whether it's low T, mental struggles, like all that kind of stuff is like five times more intense yeah. on average, I think was the number I saw. But anyway, so the, I say that to say that all these doctors and things are are working with guys like you to see basically prove it out, right? Because mm -hmm. obviously the VA's dose of here's your post-deployment or post-military bundle, right? Yeah. Does, isn't working very well because we still have a huge crisis. So. Yeah, and, and bringing the VA up on that, uh, they are, are going to start using uh, MDMA in um, trials, I believe. Sponsored by the VA. Sponsored by the VA. So even the VA is starting to wake up to that there may be applications that this is yes. better than what we're currently doing. Yes. Okay. So, and in, in with those— This uh, organization you went with— works really closely right the so they're, they're kind of like trying lobbying to, and trying yeah. to educate so. yes a big part is education yeah i mean we, we it's really something that um hasn't been in the spotlight here in the u.s for quite a while right other than bad um publicity mm -hmm. so it, it's just taking a uh you know uh people to get educated about it again and learn about the plant medicine yeah and i mean my and, first reaction too just personally was kind of like oh what that's like snake oil you know like uh because we're just kind of conditioned to it. But I, yeah. after you talked about this, I started diving into it because I wanted to research myself. So I found, you know, Dr. Andrew Huberman and all these other people talking about it. And and I was like, it completely opened my mind that, wow, you know, how many how many millions of people are potentially hurting with stuff right now where the pills ain't working, but maybe, my, for example, microdosing psilocybin yeah. on a frequent basis has like essentially negated their anxiety and depression. So why is that not anyway? So we could we could spend all day talking the politics and yeah. the money and all that kind of stuff, but it's a, it's a legitimate um, studies are being done, and so it's not like Alex just went out with a bunch of buddies with no supervision to try to like solve his life. This is a very legitimate thing through the organization that we've referenced, um, yeah, and the cool they made all the connections and they have it kind of set in place. Yeah. So it's not like you were completely alone in this. Yeah, and the cool thing about the organization too is in order to be in the program. You have to do some pre-counseling right. to go. So like what Tracy was saying, the ball ran pretty quick. Uh, once I submitted my name into it, um, I was able to pick dates to go, which actually was awesome. It fell on when my buddy went. So I— um, I was like, oh, my God, these two goons down in Mexico are doing <laughs> Ibogaine. Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did my, my pre-counseling before I left. I— um, from that, I did it. I did two counseling sessions, and then um, a couple of days later, I left. This is all within a week. Um, and I forget, were you? Did you go with your buddy? We did. Okay, so you you basically hiked your timeline up to to match. I did. They, they, they had an opening for his, and I was like, "Hey, let me get a hold of him. Make sure that okay. he's cool with me going at the same time with him, so we're not our energies aren't." And you guys were on the same ODA, right? The, we were. We're yeah. same team. Which can you define that for people who don't know? Yeah, uh, operational. We were on uh, a team together. Um, it's a twelve-man team. You're lucky if you get twelve guys, but uh, it's supposed to be twelve guys when it's full. Um, we probably did about three or four deployments together, and then I switched to the dog team for the, my last six years of the army, and which 
allowed me to keep the point with these guys, the same, my same okay. team, my dog was uh, like attached to them. Attached yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, so basically the bulk of your combat experience as a green beret was with James by your side. Yeah. And it all started with, you know, um, I was in the, in the company on the team and then he came about a year later and we're, uh, down range and, uh, Everybody's going to the gym, and uh, I went and talked to him. I was like, hey, man, we want to work out together? And uh, we just started working out together, and from the then trauma on. trauma bond developed. Yep. Yeah, that's where the trauma <laughs> the bond romance. started going, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was great. It, yeah, it's like, the, he's like, he was like your best and worst influence on Oh, man. Right? And I, same with me on him, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're definitely our, our own worst enemies. Um, but know? so you obviously wanted to go with him. Yes. Because you guys have already gone through a lot of things together in a in a way that gave you a level of comfort for what you were the unknown. Yeah. And, and so uh, what he so he said he yeah, said, Yeah, man. On. He said, Let's do it. So uh I got, you know, all my stuff, uh all my paperwork sent in. Um and um we he and I met down in San Diego and um uh the a follow, the following day um uh, we met up with uh, the rest of the guys who were going. And it's a, it's a small uh, therapy group. It's only a five-man right. um, team. And um, we all jumped in a van and <laughs> went to Mexico. All right. Um, and like I said, the cool thing about this organization is they've got everything lined up. Right. Um, you, while you're doing your therapy before you go, they help build intention because you want to go down there with intention of how you're going to get better, exactly. what you want to accomplish while you're there to get better um and i told the my my counselor who i'm still talking to i've got one more uh therapy session and that's uh next month but um but yeah so and you got to build intention my intention was to learn how to love myself again to to find a way to love myself um mm. and uh with that being said uh the first day we got down there, um, we met our doctors, our nurses who were going to be there. Yeah. Um, we met our coaches because you do breathing classes. Right. To, um, to work through when you're under its effects. Right? Yep. To help you. Yeah. To help you when you come to uh, when you're under the medicine to uh, help you, you know, get your breathing. Right. Uh, relax. Uh, it, it's a great program. Yeah. So they've, they've kind of thought of everything that needs to be accounted for and yes. it's taken care of so you can show up and just basically start your work. So you can feel safe. Yeah. You can feel safe in your surroundings. And so did you when you got there? Did you? Yeah. Like, did were you a little apprehensive at first and then got comfortable or pretty, pretty quickly were like, okay. Pretty quick got comfortable. Okay. Knowing that you're there with a, you know, five other dudes who, uh, a lot like you. Who, yeah. Who've yeah. been through a lot of the stuff. Um, and I forgot to bring that up earlier too. That, that's another reason I think why they're so honed in on Oper, you know, special operators to begin with is like you were saying earlier, you know, a, a standard counselor doesn't really get you. Um, you know, how could they? And so to kind of go through it with a bunch of other people who have very similar experiences, you can probably a lot quick, more quickly put down that armor. You feel more right? comfortable talking yeah. around, um, <laughs> some of the guys who stomp the same ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, the, like the first day we got there, um, yeah, they introduced us to everybody. And that uh, mid-afternoon, they took us to our first event. Okay. First event, sweat lodge. <laughs> so It's a mini pizza oven. So it's like, a, it's like a, 
is it stone or uh, stone adobe? Okay. Um, it's probably clay, a, maybe. Or? Yeah, clay. It's probably about um, four and a half feet tall, so you're you're not standing in it. Yeah, and you have to like um, crawl through a little like hole, right? Through, through to... a little door. Yeah, you crawl through it, and uh, uh, everybody sits around it. They've got a bucket in the middle filled with water, so you can dip your headband in it because it gets up to about uh, probably about 120, 130 degrees. And uh, you're in there for about 45 minutes. And every 15 minutes, um, they give you the option to get out and, you know, get a quick cool air and uh, relax and then get back in if you want to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you guys. Be, being a bunch of, uh, you know, Neanderthals. Alpha male yeah. operators kind of jockeying for who's toughest. Yeah. We just asked for more medicine at the time. The more medicine <laughs> was putting more water on the coals. And, so it got uh, hotter. More steam. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it, it, in there, they've but the got the guide you. is in there with you, right? Yeah, yeah, the guide's in there with you, and they're a great couple. They're an older couple, um, probably in their sixties, seventies, maybe, and they were in there in the heat too, and they're uh, doing the chants, <laughs> and it, it was great because they get you chants, so so you, you get that steam in you, so you you start sweating out all the the you know. Uh, well, I mean, especially if, if substance abuse yeah. or, right, it's yeah. it's still in your body. Right. Trying yeah. to I bet it smelled like straight Miller Lite in there. Oh, probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't well, do Bud that's Light. What I was, yeah. no. That's what I was going to ask. Was this was this more of a spiritual and cultural thing, or was this something that we were physically detoxifying your body and prepping you for the Ibogaine? Or is it both? Both. Yeah. I would say both, because in there with a chance, it's, it's talking to the, the old uh, gods, it's opening the circle. Yeah, it's opening the circle to um, allow you to come into it um, and be be part yeah. of it to to start your your journey. And so, basically, after uh-huh. this first experience, like how close did you feel then to all the other guys already? Right there, there's great bonding experience. Okay, nothing like a bunch of sweaty dudes. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, just just guys being dudes. Right? Yeah. B, did you have a follow up to that? Uh, no, no, that's great. Okay. I, I could imagine our, our group going down there and doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it just it was just a lot of fun, you know. Nice. And it's a nice little break in to to get all the guys on the same level. All right, and I, I want to kind of gloss over some of the of the higher points of your therapy. It's like amazing food the whole time. They're feeding yes. you a very specific diet to prepare you for going over, you know, under the effects of the psychedelic. Um, you know, it's like a really nice, almost resort feel, right? So it is. It's, it's like. Five star accommodations. It it is uh, the food. Uh, you know they brought chefs in um, from local uh, um, hotels. Yeah, uh, the food was just. I can't say enough about it. <laughs> it was. And awesome. then so now quickly go over the different kind of tasks they had you guys do to prep for I because the I began was day two or three. The day two. Day two. So you the basically get there. The you do two. one day of just work. So, so yep. what's that prep cycle? Because they hit you with the hard one pretty quick. Yeah. Right? So you get back from uh, uh, from the sweat lodge, and um, they they get you an IV, which you uh, a, a, port. a port. So yeah. you you have that the whole time, so they can give you multiple uh, IVs while you're there. Um, and they're like constantly checking your guys. Constantly levels, right? checking. Yeah. yeah. Nurses and doctors there the whole time. Um, uh, then. Uh, Morning of day two, you wake up, you have your breakfast, and then you go straight into uh, uh, breathing uh, a, a breathing class, and that's to help you that evening when you go into the ibogaine. Um, it was about an hour, hour and a half long. Um, you do a little bit of yoga, 
um, it was uh, it was nice. Yeah, you know, I've never really done a lot of breathing techniques. Right. So that it was it was it was good. It was good to have a tool for um, for the evening. Right. Um, we had lunch, and and pretty much after lunch, you're um, uh, only doing liquids. Okay. Uh, re- it, reason it, being, they don't want you throwing up. Yeah, right? reason being is the ibogaine. It can make you motion sickness, and um, you know you just yeah, you, you, don't, you want, don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Before you started the ibogaine, are you yep. able to call Tracy? Are you yep, able to call I, him? Yep. Up until uh, the medicine, uh, we had our electronics, and uh, once. We went upstairs. We turned those in. But, yeah, I called her beforehand. Uh, and I was like, hey, I'm about to go uh, into the medicina. And I would – I'm just calling to say I'll talk to you on the other side. And were you, like, freaking out? Or Yeah. yeah. So, so at home, what were you – knowing that he was, like, going to be under this for, like, the next 24 hours, what, did you do any of your own kind of coping was, mechanisms at yeah, home? <laughs> I was coping by not functioning. Um, I ended up not – going into work I had to reschedule because I was just I didn't expect to be as nervous as I was mm. but I was just really scared honestly I just stayed home with my kids I think they had a no school or something that day probably I think there was a storm what, yeah what month was this again February February of 23 yeah yeah so I, yeah I was home with the kids I just like nervous clean the whole house like just weird stuff like <laughs> she was scrubbing. nesting for me to come yes yeah. i was like cr- scrubbing so you were just trying to stay busy stuff. some way yes. to not have to like think about it so you're obviously pretty apprehensive yeah not fun so um, i just kind of when he and then when he shut off his stuff and i mean he'll tell you about the experience but like i was like in constant just like praying for him and just like really trying to like send as much good intention as yeah. i possibly could and just I don't know. I just was really, really nervous. Yeah. That's about all I could do. Scared and hopeful that it will go well. Yeah. Yeah. So. And to back up real quick, before going a week out, um, they asked you to stop drinking and and, uh, um, come off your meds. So, you know, stopping drinking, coming off my meds in Mexico. um, It it, it was kind of tough. You know, in in a way, uh, I think – you know, all the medications that I was on from the VA plus the um, military, uh, you know, it just, it, 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 it helped, it, it, I don't know how to explain it. It just, uh, it, it, you already felt icky, you know, from right. not being able to have a beer or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his mood wasn't great. Yeah, I was, very, well, yeah, I was very were, ornery. It was a self-medicator for quite a while and you're just like cold turkey, can't do it. So yeah. Um, um, so that's, that's part of why they probably do the sweat lodge and all that kind of stuff too. Start very much so. Recouping some of the, the dopamine loss. Yep. Yep. Getting rid of all that yuck that you've got in you. Um, so yep. So day two did the, um, yoga and the breathing that evening, um, uh, in, in prep, they're like, Hey, um, and, and during that day we had probably about two just uh, group therapy sessions after, uh, before going into the, um, the breathing and then after, you know, talking about, Hey, how did it feel? You know, what did, what was your experience with it? Um, and then they tell you, Hey, you know, going into tonight, you know, make a little list of, uh, things that, you know, you want to think about while you're in the medicine. Um, 
because at seven o'clock we went down and outside and we had a little fire pit and, uh, uh, we had a little, you know, get together, everybody read off of things they want to get rid of, you know, from their list and, you know, you threw it in the fire. Hmm. Um, and then at that point, uh, the gentleman that was running, um, the program was like, all right, guys, um, we're going to start. So with that being said, we, um, let me go to my notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the way that the, the medicine is given to you is uh, it's, it's the ibogaine. It's a, um, it's a root of a bush from Africa. It's old medicine. Um, and what they do is they just uh, uh, grind it down into, you know, uh, dosage, known dosages. So right. they know what you're getting. And so it's like a capsule format. Basically. Yeah, it was just a capsule. Um, the first one was 400 milligrams. And then it was like every 15 minutes after that, um, we got a, a, another one for a total of um, four pills. The last three were 250 milligrams. So it was up to, it was all in to get you to a, uh, to a, to a, medicated state. Right. Um, and you have an option if, while you're in it, if you don't, if you're not feeling anything to get a fifth dosage. Um, but, uh, I didn't need that. So you, uh, we're down there by the fire. We all take our, our, uh, four pills in our, in the allotted time it was in, in about an hour. Um, and then they say, Hey, when you guys start feeling it, make your way upstairs and upstairs in the house, is a beautiful house. Yeah. Um, it's like a mansion. It, it, it is. Yeah. It's a nice, real nice marble floors, big rooms. Um, but they had this really big room um, that they put us all in and everybody had their individual station. It was a, you know, a mattress, a mat, uh, a mirror in front of you. Um, it was a darkened room. So you had some candles. They had um, tribal music going. Um you had a little trash can next to you in case, you know, you got sick, you know, your water bottle um, and uh, your, your, your uh, sleeping mask. Right. Put a mask on to help keep it dark. Like for, for your you. eyes. Yep. Yeah. And that way you're not getting motion sickness as much. Um, now, wasn't there like a mirror? Yep. The mirror in front of you. And then they had um, a little. Uh, what's it? A rattle. Yeah. A rattle. <laughs> you know. Uh, 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 it's like a wooden traditional tribal. Wooden tri- yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So you sit down in front of the mirror and, and you just uh, shake your rattle with the music and to get along with it until um, until you feel the need to lay down. And uh, the musical or the, the medicine will let you know. Uh, <laughs> one of our guys, um, the next morning was like, yeah, I, I saw my face melting. Uh, in the uh, mirror? Yeah, in the mirror. And uh, for me, I knew when it was time uh, my rattle started getting a face on it with a all the designs on it when it started turning into a face, I'm like, okay, better lay down. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the medicine's working. Yeah. Um, so I laid down and, uh, I don't know how long I was laying there for, but you know, I'm looking around, seeing what everybody else is doing, you know, it's kind of one of those things and it's all right. Put my mask down. Um, and at some point throughout the night, it was probably early on. Like I said, it, uh, everything started at seven. It, this is probably about nine o'clock, maybe 10. Um, you know, I raised my hand. One of one of um, our nurses came over. Like, hey, man, um, I gotta use the restroom. And they're like, okay. So uh, it's like, get up and hold my arms and 
you know, just take real slow steps, keep your mask on, and he goes, I'll guide you. And the reason for that is because motion sickness, you know, you'll get sick. So yeah. I made it to the bathroom. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, got in there, went pee, and um, I turned and to go out the door. And when I turned, I think I turned way too fast because I opened the door and I closed the door again, and I got I got sick. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, just retching, you know, uh, nothing in my stomach but a little bit of water or plenty of water. And, um, and then I just sat down on the bathroom floor. It was nice and cold. I, I don't know how long I was in there. <laughs> But, you know, I'm in there and I'm in the medicine. The medicine's working through me already. And I, I was just sweating. Yeah. Um, so. Are, are you having any, like, visions at this point? Or is this, it's a very physical thing right now. Yeah, it's just very physical. Um, you know, I, and with my eyes closed, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm seeing what feels like a night sky. Mm. Anyway, I open the door. I'm like, all right, bud, I'm ready to go back. So he takes me back. And um, I sit down and I retch a few more times. And um, I was like, hey, man, I am, I just can't stop sweating. I am like really, really hot. So I stripped down from everything just straight to my boxers. And I laid down and uh, I just felt my body just get real heavy into my mat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that's really when a lot of, uh, so with me, my visuals, I'll, I'll read from my, my book real quick. Yeah. Um, um, so mine was, I'd say I wrote down, I feel a large part was looking at the night sky. Um, I couldn't tell if it was just looking or if I was part of it because I also felt like I was, I, I could, I was up in the sky. <laughs> um, I, I felt like I saw objects floating, flying through. Um, like what objects? I, I, you don't know? You, know, you don't know. Like, shapes, like, 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 like me, like uh, I, I watch a lot of like sci-fi UFO shows. Okay. Maybe it was like a little spaceship flying through. Okay. Who knows what the medicine was trying to tell me? You know, <laughs> I'm just going with it. Their, right. their thing is, You're hey, the whatever ride. the medicine does, just go with it. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, mine was very, my experience was very physical. Like it was a very, um, like, like I said, I, th- I think it was, um, what am I looking for, Trace? Like a, like a cleaning. Mm. Like it, it was. Yeah, you think, yeah, maybe because of all the, the alcohol, the your alcohol body was. Pills, yeah. I, I, it was just, mine was pushing all that out. Okay. Um, because my, my temperature, and they, they told me that my heart rate would spike the whole night. Mm. Um, up and down, up and down. And throughout the night, um, when it would get really intense, like I would just roll them, the medicine would have me roll to my side and go to sleep. Mm. And then once I think my heart rate would come down enough, it would wake me up, roll me back and, and put me back to work. And the work, um, being facing my inner problems yeah. head on. Yeah. Um, all the walls I, I built up over the years, um, it kind of just tore them all down, just pulled them down all at once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the issues I had, you know, with my dad, I dealt with those mm-hmm. with my brother. Um, my issues I had with alcohol, um, you know, I, I, throughout the night, I just dealt with those, um, 
um, throughout uh, the night, um, I would have these pictures that would go across. It was almost like I was sitting in a stadium or a theater. Okay. And uh, I had uh, outdoor images, like almost like scrolling through my phone. All right. And just those pictures. Um, and it was all black and white, gray, uh, except for one. It was this just beautiful open field of wildflowers. Um, and I think that was the medicine saying, hey, man, uh, you need to get more with nature. Mm. Uh, just get outside, get, go for walks instead of the bar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so that, that was like the bulk of your experiences was, was all that. And so, yeah. At one point throughout the night, um, I hear James get up. His, his little mat was right next to mine. He came back and he started uh, retching and I, Pop my like eye out to look, and we made eye contact, and that was probably the wrong thing because I close I close my eyes again, and then a little image of him popped in my <laughs> in my little uh, uh, trip, uh, just to say hi, waved, and it popped back off. You know, um, it was the weirdest thing. Yeah, um, but it was at, at the whole time. At no time um, was did I feel scared uh, during this. Um, I had no. I wasn't scared of. Oh my God! I'm gonna go on this trip and never come back. Mm. Um, and that was to answer his question earlier about um, how I felt. And medically, we they had us, um, like I said, hooked up to machines, IVs, uh, just to to keep a good eye on us to make sure that you know nothing happened medically. Yeah. So how do you start coming out of it then? Like, is it is it pretty sudden or it's nice and slow? Okay. Uh, so I, I noticed like from uh, around my my sleep mask and my eyes some a little bit of daylight. Um, I, I could hear the the nurses um, rotating out yeah. uh, from the night crew to the day crew. Um, it was weird too because as I was breathing, I I could see like. It was almost like you're breathing in the winter where you could see your breath. I right. could see my breath through the, the mask. Um, it just, it, it was just an awesome experience. Um, but anyway, I could start seeing some daylight. So I take my mask off and the nurses come over. They're talking to you, just trying to get a, a, an idea of your awareness. Right. And um, so they hooked me up to an I, uh, a, a morning IV and... Uh, you know, notice, start noticing guys starting to talk and, and wake up. And um, um, at that point, um, they're like, hey, whenever after you guys get your two IVs, you can get up, go to your room, and just relax. Today is just an, uh, an off day, right. a day for you to just recover. Um, so um, they're like, yep, we, well, we got some people here to help you to your, to your room. And, uh, you know, guys are getting up there moving, stumbling a little bit. And, um, I mean, I just felt great. Like I, I won't, I, I, I literally, I felt like I was seeing through new eyes. Yeah. Um, like I, I felt, I felt good for the first time waking up in years. I felt good. Like um, physically, physically. I just, I didn't feel dragged out, hung over. Uh, I loved myself. Yeah. It was weird. I, I was just laying there and I just, it was just a feeling. I was like, man, what is that feeling? I was like, man, I got this, this, this feeling. I was like, man, I think I love myself. And then it, it just, and, and maybe that's what 
made me just like really happy that morning. But they're like, all right, you had your IVs, you ready to go? I'm like, yep, I've just, and they're like, all right, you need help? I'm like, no, I grabbed my stuff and I bebopped to my room. <laughs> and um, I was like, all right, man, this is great, you know. I, I thought it was so interesting when he told me this, that he went through such a physical battle mm-hmm. all night long in the medicine of just like being rolled over to sleep and then rolled over to like, fight through the yeah. physical torment that he was getting and then going back to sleep and then rolling him back over to fight through that again. And then like to just pop up and be good. I just thought that was so interesting. It is interesting. And cause your, your buddies and everyone else there was a lot more of like a psychedelic experience. Right. Yeah. But we, then they were like stumbling to get up and yeah. physically they weren't doing good the next day, but you were like, yeah, I, I just, I couldn't stop smiling. It's really interesting. Uh, we, hell, we had one guy, uh, he slept the whole night. <laughs> The, the medicine put him to sleep, and uh, he woke up the next morning. And um, but yeah, the, the medicine works different for yeah. everybody, and it makes it, it, you have to work like it, it. It'll just it'll guide you, it'll push you in different directions. But mm-hmm. you, it's it's you individually who have to work it. Did you consciously feel like okay, I need to just embrace these images coming to me? Yeah. Okay. So when you say do the work, like you you have to make a conscious decision. That you're not going to like pull away from what's presenting itself to you and kind of go through it. Yeah. it's Okay. See, that's really interesting because I think like I've never really done anything like this. Yeah. My my initial thoughts were like, oh, it just happens to you and you don't really have a say in it. But you're kind of describing it like it's you have to keep walking on this path. You have to – you yeah, you have to be – interact with it and be – and work with it. Otherwise, it it, it will be probably an unfun – not that it, it trip is fun, but it, yeah, but if, like, it, it won't be as beneficial. Right. You won't get what yeah. out of it what you needed. Yeah. 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 You really have I just to think it's amazing that or walls. 24 hours later, give or take, from years of feeling like I can't love myself, feeling weighed down, and then boom, you're like. Just felt like a door opened. This is all new. Yeah. Uh, a a mean, new that, door. A new door opened. Right. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Um, so were these images like things you swept under the rug in your past or were these traumas or like I you, try to describe that a little? Yeah, you know, with mine, um, the, the image would go up and as quick as I would try to focus on seeing what it was, it would shift to a new one. So it's, interesting. it's almost like it was trying to, to show you that. You just need to let these things go in a That's way. That's what right? I was like. They're really too. not that important. It's like deleting. The only thing that was in color was just this image of beauty, this calm yeah. field of, with flowers and stuff. And so for you, that was I'm interpreting what you've described. It seems like that was it was telling you like everything is okay. Yeah, you can just be. And all these things that have happened or that you've experienced are just these images that you. I mean, I like the example too, where they had you write it down and put it in the fire to like symbolically shed it from let it go yeah right yeah because it's the past right i mean the past is an anchor if you don't if if you're not careful it'll anchor you to it and uh you know tear you up over time so i think that's beautiful i love that so let's move forward um you recover you're doing physically better than most of the other guys and then the next what's the next like big event so recovery day that is um so, I, yeah, like I said, I went back to my room. I did end up throwing up once or twice in my room, but, I mean, I still felt good. And it was just, like, the medicine was still working its way out. Um, excuse me. Um, so the next event was uh, Reiki. I had only heard of it in bits through Tracy. Um, I'll let her talk about that. Yeah. 
Um, I do know a little bit. I did my level one cert just recently. I've become very interested in Reiki. I love it very much. Um, but essentially, it's just a healing energy from the heavens, from creator that runs through somebody who is a registered Reiki practitioner to heal the um, patient. And the Reiki knows what to do, knows where it needs to go in the person's body. It's all energy work. So and so how that worked with me is, man, for months, for months, I had this just a terrible back issues, my lower back. It was, it was a screaming eight, nine every day. But it's not service connected, right? Yeah, not service connected. <laughs> That's a running joke for yeah. anyone who doesn't know that the VA loves to say it's like, oh, it's not service connected when it's like, yeah, clearly. Right. Like I, I was on jump stairs for I'm, quite a I'm few I'm 35 years. with the back of an 80 year old, but yeah. no, I'm sure the military, nothing, you know, anyway. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, and, yeah, I didn't know much about it. So I, I went in there and she's, she's like, Lay down on your back um, on this table, and um, I'll get started. So I go, okay. So she um, was standing uh, at my head, uh, and then she walked to my side, and she put a hand on my heart, and a hand, uh, over my heart, and a hand over my side. But she's not physically touching you, right? It's not physically like touching. Hovering. Yep, just hovering. And she doesn't say anything. And then she moved to my head again, and she just, for 45 minutes probably, just working over my head. And, um, she said, all right, we're done. If, uh, go ahead, sit up when you're ready and, uh, you can leave. And I sat up and she must've saw like, <laughs> like me, like twinge my back, whatever, right. you know, just give a, you know, icky face. Uh, but she said, Oh, Hey, sit down, sit down, wait. And I sat down and she went to my back and she just started running her hand, not touching me, but up and down my back. And she's like, okay, you're done. It's like, okay. So that's probably four in the afternoon. I go back to my room and I go to sleep and I wake up again about eight in the evening. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs, grab a bite to eat. It's the first time I felt like uh, having anything to eat um, since being on the medicine mm -hmm. uh, that night before. So I go downstairs, I grabbed an apple and a sandwich. And on my way back up the stairs, I was like, man, my back kind of feels loose. It felt like a five. And I was like, okay. So um, I eat my food. I go back to bed. I wake up in the middle of the night um, to use the restroom. And I was like, man, my back feels like a three. And literally that's what, I, what I've been writing for the last few months is like a, a three. In terms of like a pain level. Low, low pain. Yeah, yeah. low pain. You know, it's there. I, I can feel it. I know it's there. But it's, it's really just annoying. It's not bothersome like it was. It was just – it's more like an annoying Interesting. pain. It's, a, it's almost like – I mean, I know for me, like I channel stress into like my shoulders and neck for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like you were carrying a lot of that. Yeah. A big component of Reiki is that, I mean, we carry a lot of our traumas, our emotions, um, all of that stuff in our different places of our body. So. Interesting. Um, That's crazy that you're just, <laughs> you know, yeah. a couple hours and then. Cup, yeah. And, and, and it's better. Um, jump fast forward real quick. Then yeah. we'll jump back. Tracy said, just said she got her, her um, level one. Uh, after she did that, she practiced on me. Uh, she asked me if I wanted to, and I was like, heck, yeah. <laughs> My back is probably a, a low one right now. Wow. Like I, I, every once in a while, it feels like just a needle in my lower back, just jabbing. But it's it's not – it's definitely not as bad as it was. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, there's 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 something to it. That's amazing. And you know, with my thought process is is you know if if that therapist and did that to my back, like lowered it to like that low of a level. What'd she do when she was just working on my head? Right. You yeah. Know? <laughs> what, what, what was she fixing up there? Um, and uh, it, it's, it's just a real interesting practice. Yeah. Um, so we get done with that. And the next day is day uh, three that day, or four. That turns into day four. Okay. Day four is uh, the DMT. Which is uh, toad venom, right? Yep, toad venom. <laughs> and, so I, I got I know you told me this. You had yeah. yeah so you, you go, going into it, um, you, you can bring your own um, uh, um, sleeping masks. Um, and my one for for uh, the ibogaine was just a plain colored one, black. Yeah. And then the one I I brought for the toad venom one was uh, it, it, it mask looked like uh, frog eyes. <laughs> and you could like open them or close them, <laughs> so I, I it, ga- it gave the the um, personnel working there a, a good laugh. Yeah. So which so I just wanted to like call that out that that obviously highlights your kind of just good natured humor yeah. and you know who you are, yeah. right? So for someone like that to say I didn't love myself, I just want to drive that point home, like how much of a difference that is from who you are, right? Because I've only really, we've only had real conversation, you and I, mm-hmm. post your treatment. And Correct. You, you strike me as this like happy-go-lucky guy, you know, you don't let things get you down, you like to joke and stuff. And so yeah. it's, it's um, even with all that weight on you prior to going there, you had the presence of mind to be like, yeah, I'm going to make a joke yeah. about my mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, if, as long as it'll make me laugh, if it makes them laugh, yeah. it'll make me laugh. But I think that that's, it's interesting to kind of call that out, though, because I think, um, especially with, like, funny people, right, comedians and stuff, people think, oh, well, they're funny. They're not struggling with anything, right? They must be happy. But internally, yeah. you, like, you can still be really dealing with a lot. Yeah, so a lot in your case, right, on yeah. the on the surface, happy-go-lucky guy, really funny. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you were dealing with a lot, right? Like, yeah. you had to go do Ibogaine to, to yeah. feel reconnected to yourself even. So Yeah, and, uh, you know, and there's not even, you know— it, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it seems like such an extreme way to get better, but it's, um, God, it was, it, it, it was pleasant. Yeah. You know, just pleasant just to be able to go somewhere and just shed. Yeah. Like your, your, your decades, old identity. Decades and, of, yeah. yeah. Of just let, let love back in. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, and going in to do the, the, the final portion, the DMT, like I, f- I felt good. I was like, man, I, I don't know how I could love myself anymore right. at this point. Like I feel, I feel good. Um, and like excited, right? Like you were, you were like excited for the new day. Yeah. Which is something that was kind of new for you at least yeah, for a like, while, right? Yeah. Because everything was, everything prior to going really for I mean, a couple of years was, it was Groundhog Day. It was like, how do I get through the day as opposed to like, I have a new day. Yeah. Right? It's a very... Yeah, everything everything was going to be the same. Everything yeah. was Groundhog Day prior to that. Like even even though I could change things, it was it would end up being the same thing. I'd go and I'd you know get, get a few beers and uh, uh, then go home. Um, yeah, where you know we'll, we'll get to that. The yeah, post yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna get to so, the once we get home. So yeah. DMT now. So you're going into already so, feeling like a million bucks. Yeah, and you're like ah, oh, this couldn't be any better. Yeah. So uh, we go in this room. And uh, it's all in, this is individual. 
where the Ibogaine was a group setting. Yeah. This is a room. You go in there. You've got um, a couple nurses, the doctor. Um, uh, the, the room's set up. Um, there, there's a, a sleeping mat on the floor uh, facing a big open window. Okay. Um, and they tell us, they told us before we go in, they go, Hey, so everybody has the possibility of having two doses if they want. Um, it's up to you. You know, you do what feels right for yourself. It's like, okay. So, so I, I went in and, um, they, uh, you know, talk to you about it again. And, um, I put on my my frog mask and um they yeah they talked you through it like all right you're gonna um sit up i'm gonna um gonna put it to your lips you're gonna inhale um and then we're gonna count down to from 10 and we're gonna lean you back and lay you down okay it's like okay i did that were you like apprehensive at all a little bit i mean i was sitting down i knew i was gonna fall and hurt myself but um but well, this, I just mean about like what was coming yes, in terms of the experience. Yes, because uh, you know I tried not to look too much into it before going, just so I could have my own experience. Right. And um, but I knew I knew it was intense. I knew that this was going to be an uh, an intense event. Yeah. Um. So I I I took my hit. I'm la- I'm leaning down, and all of a sudden I close my eyes and all these. Uh, fractoral patterns just start forming in my vision. Just these colors of I've never seen before. Just kind of like a beautiful kaleidoscope, right? Oh, like just- yeah, like like my eyes get turned into kaleidoscopes. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, but at that, I'm I'm struggling at that point because uh, they're like, and then before they you do it, they're like, and make sure you just breathe. Eventually, you're gonna breathe on your own, but we'd like you to do it right away. Right. Um. You're you're just your your body just holds its breath for a second because it's so intense. Okay. Um. And um, I'm I'm kind of fighting it. I'm trying to relax. I'm kind of fighting, trying to fight. I'm like, oh my god, there's no way I'm gonna do this second one. Um. And then I started slowly relaxing, and uh, I start coming out of it. I'm like, ask my nurse, I'm like, hey, how long was this? How long was that? I didn't feel very long. It's like eight minutes. I'm like, damn. I go, hey, hook up that second one. <laughs> I want, because you have 45 minutes. I was yeah. like, I'm going to use my whole 45 That's minutes. That's right. So I sat back up and I, I, I took the second hit and leaning back down. And because of the first one, I I, I knew what to expect. I, it's just easy to just fall into like mm. a, a state of calmness. Okay. The, the fractal patterns just boom, pop it again, seeing all these colors. My body felt like a thousand pounds just falling into the the mattress to the ground. Um, I tried to roll my hands up so my palms were skyward so I could kind of close my hands to, to just see what kind of consciousness I had to be right. able to, to, for my extremities. Couldn't close my hands. It took a while. Um Interesting. It, but everything was just so beautiful. Just this, you know, like I said, before going in, like I just felt like I had so much love. I, multiply that by like a hundred, like just a new, more powerful feeling of love for myself and surroundings took mm-hmm. hold. Um, and, and that's why they do this, this uh, program like this, because it, it's a full circle. Right. It's a, it's a, of, 
making you take that, uh, if you take an ibogaine and looking inward on yourself and when you look inward, it's not always pretty. Right. Um, so you don't always have a feeling of goodness coming out of that. Yeah. You, you're down <laughs> you, in the valley. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so this is to help complete the circle and bring that, that love and that great feeling out. And, um, somewhere during that, um, I sat up, I, Pop my 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 mask up, and I was talking to the people in the room, and and just you know, tell them how how great I felt, and um, I was like, well, I'm gonna lay back down because I know I can't stand up right now and walk, so I'm gonna lay back down and, and use the rest of my time, and uh, you know, they're they're laughing, they're like, all right, lay back down. So I laid <laughs> back down. As I'm laying down, I felt just this huge grin come across my face. It was, it's probably the biggest smile I've had in my life. And, um, seconds later, I just start crying. Mm. Just, I couldn't stop. Um, like out of relief, joy, what, what kind, do you have any recollection? It's just a relief. release. It's a release, uh, relief as well. It just, Letting those emotions, the emotions yeah. that as, as, as a man in, in this society, like you don't, like you don't cry. Well, as, as a warrior like yourself, yeah. you've had to, you had to bottle those up for probably. Ever. Yeah. Like 20 <laughs> yeah. years, 20 plus years. And, uh. So it's kind of just reconnecting to yourself on the primal level, right? Like just yeah. the raw human level without any social constructs or, you know. Without worrying about somebody right. like, what's this weirdo doing crying? Yeah. You know, it just, uh. And nobody in there was judgmental. The whole time we're there, no, the, none of the staff, everyone yeah. was just great. There's, there's no judgment. You know, they know that we're going through hell. Right. And, um, but yeah, it, um, yeah, they were, they were great in there. And um, I, I was like, you know, I can't wait to get home and have a good cry with Tracy mm. and just have a connection on that level with her. Because um, you hadn't really been vulnerable in that way before, right? No, no. <laughs> I don't even think with my first wife. You know, I never got on that that level. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's kind of tough, you know, to yeah. to to live a life like that. I mean, I was whole I, I held Tracy at arm's arm's length before. Yeah. And um I'm just I'm thankful that she saw the goodness in me, that the the possibility, um, and that she stayed around to allow me to heal and so I can be a good father, a good husband, um, to our kids and, yeah. and with her. And, uh, I, I, I tell you, I wake up every day now and I don't wake up wondering, man, when am I going to get a beer in me? I, I haven't had a drink since February. Yeah. Uh, so it's recording right now is, uh, June 21st. Yeah. So it's been four months, four months, four, four and a half months. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I don't crave it. Like even if we go, to a, to a restaurant or whatever, you know, or just go sit at the bar to get some food. Uh, like, I don't feel the need to be like, hey, I, I need to get a beer or, mm -hmm. hey, I need to hurry up and drink this mm -hmm. one so I get three or four down me before we leave. Right. Um, I, I, I just have a, a, a whole feeling of calmness now. Yeah. So I'd like to kind of fast forward over the rest of it and, and get to the homecoming, right? So, yeah. so well, I guess immediately DMT's done. Just, now you're just feeling like even more amazing than you were. Did you like call Tracy then? Are you allowed to call her? Yeah, uh, we had our our electronics back by that time. They just take them away, so you're not doing you stuff. know call calling home right, 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 while you're right, under right. medicine or you're making a, a 
buying a new car. Yeah, while you're exactly. Under <laughs> it, it's a self-preservation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I called Tracy probably. I think we, the first time we talked was right after the Ibogaine because I was going to. I didn't know like what, like where he was at in, in his process, treatment because right, yeah. it was so long. Yeah. Um, I had sent him a text because I was going to a meditation that night and I didn't know if I, I wasn't going to have my phone. And uh, to my surprise, he texted me back and immediately I think I FaceTimed him or something. And when he came on the screen, I was just kind of like, oh my God. Like he just looked so different. Yeah. Like, like who, who's this man? What have you done with my Yeah. It was husband? very weird. He looked <laughs> really different, but he wouldn't tell me anything. He was yeah. like, I just want to come home. I just want to come home. I'll tell you when I get That's home. That's awesome. Yeah. So then you, you get home. And I'd actually like you to talk first. What what was your initial impression when you finally saw face to face? Um, yeah, he was just really excited and anxious to tell me about the whole experience. So did you feel relieved or? Oh yeah, I was. I mean, I was still very much in the dark. I didn't know anything right. at this point. So yeah, I was. Um, I was really happy that he was home. I was relieved, and then I just couldn't wait for him to fill me in. And so he didn't get home until he didn't get back to the house until later that night. Uh, so we sat up like forever and he just <laughs> told it, me everything. It, it was yeah. till 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And he just kind of told me everything and it was, I just, it was a lot to take in and I just, I just knew right away. I was like, it worked. That's so weird. Yeah. So you like, you immediately felt that like that kind of stiff arm that had been there was yeah. just completely gone. And were you were you able to pretty much immediately let your guard down with him? Um or were you still kind of hanging on to those So there's you know, a whole, rightly so all the conditioning yeah, from the way things had been. There's a whole process, I think, when you live we I mean I said we'd only been married for a year and a half. We'll be two years in October. We've been together for 10 years. Right. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of conditioning and you operate in the relationship around um, stuff. Codependency is almost always there when there's um, alcohol abuse or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it was was tough. I think I shed a lot that week that he was gone, too, through the therapies I was doing with the organization, with my own therapist— I was like, emergency, I need you. <laughs> we need to get, because I'm about to go through something. Like, I knew that. But, yeah, I think um, the way that we've kind of had to integrate and relearn, like, how to operate around each other has been beautiful. I mean, it's the best kind of thing, I think, to have to work through. Um, we have, I think, a deeper understanding for each other. Because before, you know, all that stuff was bottled up in him. I didn't right. know. I mean, yep. I could assume and, like, play therapist in my own uneducated way to do yeah, that and, with him. And that's him, what but... we hit on last time is that I, I was taking everything as, as an attack yeah. prior. Like, uh, even even just simple questions. Like, I, I just always felt like I was had to be on the defense. Right. And About anything. Anything. From, you know, simple stuff of going to pick up. Are you going to go pick this up blah, 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 from the grocery store? Yeah, or, you know, just simple stuff. Yeah. I yeah, it was just... like a quick shutdown, like I'm being attacked. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, so – and then total 180, right? Like now <clears> – Yeah, we can conversate in the relationship. We can, um, you know, just say how we feel. He never used to say that. Like yeah. we can check in with each other on a more vulnerable level. 
Um, it's really helped us. It's amazing. It, yeah. And here's the thing too, is like, it's, so it's, the medicine is not a cure. Right. It's, it's a tool. It's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool to help right. you get into the vulnerable state that you need to, to Reconnect. be able, be able to identify those things that have made you spiral down a hole, uh, and let go. You know, um, I still have issues. Like when I wake up in the morning, um, you know, I'll give myself a little talk or two of just, you know, today's going to be a good day. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it, your wife does love you. You know, it's not. Right, so uh, it's like self-affirmation. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, That's good. Um, you know, I, I still do get overwhelmed by things, but, you know, it's it, these are small hills now. Like yeah. before, if mm-hmm. every day waking up, I felt like I was having to climb a mountain. Every day was a mountain. Um, and I just got tired of climbing the mountain at some point, and I quit. I quit climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stayed in my level of pain and misery that I enjoyed. Um, but yeah. now I wake up, and, you know, these are just little hills. You know, I'm, I'm able to, you know, get knock things out and get things done. Um, you know, I just I, – my my – Relationship with the kids has gotten better uh, on an individual level with them. Um, have they, have the, especially the older ones, have they said things that like they notice the changes? Have they, have they vocalized any of that? You know, I think they can notice, but they haven't been the one to say it. The one who says it is Lydia. Okay. Our youngest. Yeah. Uh, she just turned 12. She's, she's always tapped in with everybody around her and not right. afraid to say, anything. Yeah. She's a very, <laughs> I've, I've met her a few times yeah. Like, yeah. when getting my hair cut. She's pretty bubbly. Yeah. yeah. Prior to leaving, she would ask, Big Alex, is, are you mad? Is something wrong? Mm. What are you mad about, Big Alex? I'm like, oh, I'm not mad. I just, I'm just. Wow. You know, it's, I, hard. And it's hard. It's hard. To, how yeah. do you talk to the kids about that? You know, how do you, how, so how do I tell now? them that, that I don't love myself, that, right. you know, uh, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I, my anger's at, at me. I, I don't mean to direct it outwards. It's my anger is with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she told you I'm um, since you've been back from Mexico, you seem so much happier. She, she mm-hmm. did. She did uh, probably a couple weeks after I'd been home. Um, yeah, she. So the kids have That's noticed. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, and do you feel now that as a father, like when they come to you with whatever it is, um, you're able to listen, be patient be intentional with whatever the ask is and, and actually like meet it without getting defensive or any of that kind of thing. Yes. Because I'm more present. Yeah. Because I'm, just, I'm, I'm there. I, I know what's going on with the kids. Um, it's like a whole nother perspective too. I think that he just carries. So it's easier for him to, you don't have healthy conversations with the kids because his perception is just healthier. It's yeah. just a better outlook on everything. And, that's amazing. Now, yeah, now were there unexpected results outside of your perspective and your mindset just being completely shifted the opposite direction? Were there any other like unexpected results of the therapy that that you you liked or you hated? Uh, I'll say there's nothing that I hated. Um, everything was purposeful okay. and great. Uh, you know, other good things. So, uh, you know, I would I was quick to anger. All the time, I'm I'm not. I mean that that's that's a pro right there. You know, uh, mm. um, I would 
carry a lot of road rage. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Um, I, I, I really don't think there was anything negative about the experience at all. Um, wow. See, that's, to me, that's pretty incredible. Cause I think with most forms of getting help, there's usually a drawback of some sort. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, Brandon, I think you had a question too earlier that you'd mentioned that you wanted to kind of get into the post-treatment, uh, you know, kind of follow-up sessions and things like that. So what was your yeah, question? Yeah, well, f- first of all, I, I wanted to re- revisit the the treatment being a tool. I think that's such a, a very important thing for us to emphasize for viewers is that it was a tool coupled with other things like therapy and uh, couples counseling and all these different things. So it's not just a one and done, it fixes everything. You're, you're going, you're, you're peeling back the layers of yourself, the onion layers, as they say, mm-hmm. and you're, you're addressing traumas and past. And that's, that's something we always encourage dads to do in general. But like, I love that you, you emphasize that it's a tool. That's such an important thing to say. For me, it's, it's so interesting because this is kind of like a, a, a triple, triple uh, session, like therapy session. And, you know, you've got all these different things. Like, for example, Reiki is, is, is early 20th century Japanese. Then you've got your, your, your Ibogaine being uh, an African rainforest-based thing. And then you've got your DMT being South American shamanistic. And it's like, man, they brought all those together. And that's, that's such an interesting thing that they used all three together. And, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering how pharma will play into all of this in the future. Being that this was a study, was there any heavy costs involved for you having other than lodging and travel? No. Yeah, that's that's wow. that's the beauty yeah, of this so whole the, thing. The charitable organization covered all that for you. Right? Yeah, they, that's so fantastic. Yep, they covered. Um, uh, the only thing I had to pay for was a hotel, uh, so it was super easy, man. Right. Uh, and me and my buddy, we just we just got a uh, uh, shared a room uh, on the way there and on the way back. So. So I also want to ask about that relationship because, um, you know, that, that's a pretty significant one in your life too, not just your marriage and not just your kids, but the role that he played prior to and now because prior to he was not intentionally, but because of the, the deep bonds you have both positive and through trauma, um, he was pulling you away from the kids and your wife a lot. And uh, you well, seem saying kind of in a – Well, with that, that – uh we would uh we would uh get do like get together at his place and be like, Hey, we're gonna go out to the wood shop and we're gonna, you know, make a bench or we're gonna do this and that. Well, it was just a you know, a ploy to get us together so we could drink together mm. is what it really was. Yeah. Um Yeah. And now what now what <laughs> is it like? You know, so now we have the instead of a trauma bond, we have a, a recovery bond. A bond where we went down together and got got ourselves healthy. Now, when we talk, it's not talking about the old times. Well, you know, you know, going to war or this and that. You right. Know? You know, we talk about the future. You know, we talk about you know how our kids are doing. You know, what our plans are for the future. What we're doing. You know, in the next couple of weeks. You know, uh, it it never falls back to that. You know, what it was before, where we both go into a depression. See, for me, the thing that's so amazing about this is. Cause I've done a lot of like group therapy. My wife and I have done lots of like counseling, all that kind of stuff. And 
you may work out like stuff between you and your marriage or between a specific relationship, but in general, like all these other relationships are still just like a new battle you have to conquer Mm -hmm. almost. Whereas for you, it seems like whatever happened, right. And I'm, I am not even close to being educated enough to talk about what that may be, but the different you that's now present for your kids, for your wife, for your very close friends, and probably many of your other relationships seems like that they all benefited and it wasn't like you had to go tack off each one off some list to try and improve upon it's like whatever realigned within you has just made you show up differently for all of them it has it has it's it's uh it's just maybe more better where you know i'm better better with uh uh prioritizing my time right and, and prioritizing um into what my efforts need to be uh not just with friends and family right. but but just so I'm not outstretching myself and making myself spread too thin. Yeah. Um, and, and being able to check in on myself and, and make sure I'm doing okay uh, so I can go and, and help out. So, Mike, what advice from the eyes of Alex going mm-hmm. through something like this, what what do you have if, if guys, dads out there could just take one thing, maybe not even just dads, men in general, Um who maybe know that there's a problem or think maybe they need some type of help. What's, what's the best thing Alex can give them to ask, ask for it, ask for the help, reach out. Um, whether it's to a therapist, your wife, girlfriend, uh, friend, reach out to somebody. Um, and if that person doesn't answer or isn't able to help, um, keep reaching out. Don't give up. Don't give up. Tracy, what about you? As, as, uh, so for us, right, this is a podcast about fatherhood, your perspective as the wife of a man who went through something like this is almost just as profound, if not more, because we don't normally get to hear the other side of the the story. So, I mean, I think within a relationship, um, it's really important to, you know, I mean, not in a way, hold each other accountable, but, um, you can be better together if you're both you know, in that mindset of, you know, trying to be better. So I think, you know, being able to support him in this as hard as that was being on the other side of it now and just seeing how much that's helped us in our relationship and in our family and in our household, it's just been incredible. So yeah, if this isn't it, that's going to help you, you know, find something that is because, um, it's just such a huge impact you know, generations too. And we've had that conversation with our kids, you know, they're products of divorce and we want them to be able to be the healthiest version of themselves in their generation. And that falls on the parents a lot, you know, to create that environment for them to be mentally, spiritually healthy. Right. So they can Mm -hmm. provide for their families. So, I mean, I think it's profound, like really to think about it in that way, to be able to no matter where you are, if your kids are 20 years old, you can still go through something and get better and still impact them and yes. your yeah. grandchildren. And it's never too late. I mean, you can be 40 and go through this and have, you know, so yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and my question follow up to that is, I guess, Tracy, you first and then Alec, or maybe just both of you at the same time. Um, you know, how much have you described to the kids what you did or, or, you know, I mean, how much have you talked through it with them? How have you educated them that it's not like 
because sorry, I'm struggling here. This is a unique opportunity where you have a very crazy thing that you got kind of did right, at least crazy right now. Yeah. <laughs> but you can teach them that long term. Sometimes taking that hard choice is the best thing for us and for others. So how have you kind of used this experience to educate them, not just for like what daddy did, right? Or big Alex did, yeah. but the bigger picture lessons they can learn from this. I mean, that's kind of what we told them, what I just said. I mean, it's really important for them to hold themselves accountable going mm -hmm. through life if they're struggling with something, because it does impact the people around you and more importantly, you and your outcome in life. Yeah. If you can put the work in and, you know. And we're there for them. Yeah, you know? that's, that's what we uh, told them. Yeah, if they don't feel comfortable, you know, talking to one of us, you know, they, they, they we've told them there's people we can get them in contact with to right. talk. You know, if they feel better with a therapist, you know, we, we can make that happen. Um, you know, if they want to talk to the grandparents. Um, I told my kids if, if they don't feel comfortable talking to me and Tracy – talk to their mom or their stepdad right you know um there's plenty of people out there that'll that'll help and yeah. will that are willing to help too so well i um it's just uh, you know amazing to me that <laughs> five days right and it's yeah and like i collectively said, you all feel like it's such a new lease on life yeah, yeah. And like i said at be, the beginning like i i just beforehand too i i had a very crowded head like all the voices, like my voice is just nonstop. Um, whether it's, I had a voice telling me, okay, we got to prioritize. We got all this stuff going on today. We got to get this and this done. And another voice saying, oh, well, if we get this and this done, we can go have a beer. Or, you know, if we just get this and this, we can push this till tomorrow. And, you know, and then that voice is fighting in there. Right. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I can go down a rabbit hole with this. And now it's, it's so nice. It's so quiet. It's so quiet, organized. Um, no one in there telling, telling me I'm worthless. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I was my own worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of times that happens to all of us, right? Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to cover about your experience and the differences now? Yeah. I, one thing I'd like to say, if, if, if anybody out there who listens to this thinks about, Hey, maybe this is something I want to do. Make sure that you do your research. Because there's a, um, a lot of fly-by-night places that don't have it set up so it's a whole program. You're just going down there doing it, and it's not going to be as beneficial. You, you really need to get with a, with a group or a program, uh, an organization, right? Um, and really do your research. Same with the DMT, because I know that's even getting, like, a lot of traction in the recreational world, and it's just— yeah, it's It really not, should be yeah. under supervision. It's a treatment, not— yeah. uh, well, Alex and Tracy, both of you, I want to, uh, first of all, just commend you both for coming here and being so vulnerable about such a personal topic. Uh, and thank you for your courage and willingness also to fight for your marriage and for each other. Um, I think, you know, when people hear this, I think they're going to be very inspired. And I think it's not just because of like your background or any of that kind of thing. I think it's just because you're real people who are fighting through real issues and it's extremely relatable. So my hope for this is that your message of restoration um, on a personal level in a marriage with your kids can just really make a huge impact. Um, and for reference, we'll, we'll put the studies 
in the descriptions of this so that people can find out the information. This isn't like some fringe thing, like we said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I appreciate both of you being willing to step up and uh, kind of just speak your story. And I think that it's going to help make a big impact. And, uh, you know, this is, this is what this is all about. Like you said, it's the generational impact, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, both of you deciding to um, embark upon this journey and, and get help yeah. is going to change your kids' lives and their kids' lives and everyone that you interact with and meet with. And so that's, that's the work that needs to really happen. So. Yeah. And I just really wanted to get out with the, doing this podcast is get the message out for about the medicine and, and make it on the front page of, or the forefront of everybody's mind. Like there's something else out there instead of pharmaceuticals, instead of, you know, just withering away on your own. There's, there's hope out there. Yeah. And outside of just the plant medicine, have you implemented anything in your kind of day-to-day routine? You're off all your pharmaceuticals, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I okay. am. So you've you've went from being all medicated, abusing alcohol to nothing. Very uh, very clean. Yeah, I'm trying to be very. Well, I hate to say that. I, I do like my soda and, sweet, <laughs> and my sweet tea, but uh, but for the most part, you know, just uh, being off the meds and having a clear head. What um, what other routines have you implemented um, as part of kind of? So until it got uh, started getting hot and humid again, I was uh, taking the dog out for for walks down out to the parks and whatnot. Um, I need to get back into that. I need to just say, screw it and get out there in the heat and <laughs> Tennessee humidity. But sweat um, it out, you sweat, yeah, it, sweat out. it out, yeah. back in the sweat lodge. <laughs> it really is. But you journal, right? You journal now. Yeah, I've uh, I've been journaling. I haven't in a while. Uh, you know. Life gets busy and you yeah. kind of let that stuff sure. fall to the wayside. But, uh, I, yeah, I was never a journaler. And while I was down there, they had um, a journal and a pen, and I started. Hmm. And it, it was really nice to be able to get some of these thoughts and, I, and out of, off my chest. And, you know, once you put it on paper, you can let it go. Yep. You know, you revisit, can revisit and see where you were at, you know, a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. Um, but you, you can let that stuff go. Yeah. Brandon, any final questions from you? No, just a statement. Um, thank you guys. Um, and thank you for such a good modeled example that, you know, it's not Alex versus Tracy, it's you and uh, Tracy versus the problem. You know, a lot of marriages have a tendency to be us, uh, or excuse me, me versus them. And then it, it just needs to shift to being, us versus the problem or us versus the world. And I think if a lot of couples did that, it would be such a stronger, better world. And uh, I commend you too for, for sticking it out because like in my own, my own marriage, divorce is not a word or an option. And I love that there's other, other uh, families out there dedicating themselves to that. So thank you very much for that. And uh, thank you for your story. I, I really genuinely appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having us on and listening. <laughs> yeah. He's so, become a much safer space for me now. So. <laughs> I think oh, that's wow. beautiful. That's seeing that's the thing that um you know even I need to remind myself on is as men as husbands as fathers when we are wrapped up in our own stuff and we're essentially just thrashing at everything around us. We're it hurting. hardens we're, us. Yes, yeah. and it hardens everyone else around you too. And mm-hmm. but by you going through this and completely changing how you respond to everything, you're softening your wife, your kids. And it, like you said, it opens that door to love, um, real, 
genuine love that yeah. isn't forced or, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's just so amazing to me. And so for me also, it's so amazing that, you know, something that is, I'd never heard of, uh, you know, Tracy was obviously freaked out about, and it's, it's given you this chance to do the work and basically reset life in a lot of ways is just incredible. So I hope that for those out there who, uh, have hard opinions about this type of thing would maybe reconsider and see that this is something, um, that should be an option, uh, for those in need, because I think, you know, Alex isn't a unique butterfly that there's only one of him. There's probably millions of people just like you, um, with a lot to work on and this could be an option. So I'll let you close with any final thoughts, uh, from you guys, if you have any, anything else. I love you, Tracy. And thank you for coming (laughs) on this journey with me. I'm very proud of you. I think you've done good work. Thanks, babe. I'm proud of both of you guys too. And uh, I'm privileged to to know you and I'm I'm thankful for your willingness to do this today. So with that, enough talk, dads. It's time to start climbing. Uh, this episode will be shared all over. And uh, Alex, I think you're not really a public figure yet, <laughs> but I'm sure that this is going to be something that gets talked about pretty frequently. So I'm sure you'll hear the name Alex Jordan somewhere else pretty soon. But thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Present Fathers Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify to catch all of our amazing episodes. We will see you in the next one.